Welcome back, Rage Nation. Got myself Pete here. That's yeah. not really exciting. You got Senior Dixon. I don't think that's appropriate. And you got Monsieur Leopard. Explorers deserved it. No. Absolutely. I was disgusted. I cannot believe they've done this. Why is wacky? Why is that good? It's just nonsense. I disagree on that. That's not possible. <laughs> We're getting the band back together. We're on a mission. Yeah. Now, now we've got a whole new list of things to complain about. Welcome back, Rage Nation. We are at it again. We got myself and we got the boys. We got not the boys from the Amazon show, but we got the boys, Chris and Dixon. Yeah, Pete doesn't like watching the Amazon show boys. I don't like uh, somebody walking into somebody's penis. Kind of creeps me out. Not gonna lie. It's only a couple minutes of the one of the first episode. Actually, yeah, it gets like significantly better like after that horrendous. Don't care. It, ru- it ruined that season. Oh, for me, shut I'm not up. Watching it. That's not that bad. <laughs> it's, it's true. Pete will not watch it. It's the weirdest thing. I'm stubborn. Come on, you, you guys. You guys know I'm stubborn. Okay. But we're gonna talk about the tournament that Chris and I played in. We had a. It was a nice little nine-man tournament. We're just going to discuss uh, what we played and some things we noticed and, uh, I don't know, some things we learned. So that's where we're going to go today. And then we got some random questions from that and uh, things we want to talk about as well. But before we get into that, make sure that you guys are checking us out. You can do that on Twitter. You can do it on Instagram. YouTube channel, we actually selected the winner for that. So check that out. Um, see if you are the one that won the drawing for the free core crew box or the title box of your choice. So that'll be uploaded so you can check it out. And then finally, if you want to support us directly, you can do that at patreon.com slash ragequitwire where you can support us for as little as a dollar and appreciate everybody that helps keep the lights on with that. So with that being said, Chris and I definitely did something different at this tournament. Chris, you ended up playing Rezzers and I actually ended up jumping over to the guild. Yeah, I went back to Rezzers. It's been a while. It's been a couple of years, no, a year plus a year so what made yeah. what made you abandon the uh the neverborn you were doing they just didn't have a lot of answers they didn't have hardly any answers so. no they don't have answers they just have problems you just yeah. literally <laughs> have to push on through i, I love them but it's true yeah that actually came up in uh the my first game that i played that i'll talk about because i definitely there was a matchup and i was looking at it and i made some decisions and it worked out well uh, I I basically switched over to guild real quick just because one I know it's really powerful, yeah, and that's two an I want to see how it works. <laughs> um, that way, if I do switch back to outcasts, I can definitely know how it works and then counter it. So that's kind of where I am right now. But yeah, it, it was a good turn. We had nine people show up, so definitely got a good three rounds of action. So Dixon, you made the pools for this, so. As somebody who was engineering the pools, what was kind of your goal as you were constructing these? So the same as before, I try to like just be different uh, from the last time. So I started looking at all the pools that I did before and started changing like deployments of this stuff. Also, I remember you telling me like I cannot have a certain strategy. Like you like screw the strategy, no more. And yeah, basically, yeah. before you get into it more. Yeah, yeah. Chris and I just noticed that, like, hey, every event, if there's one that gets left out, it's never symbols. So we were like, you want to know what? Let's get rid of symbols for this one and let's fight it out. All right. All right. Well, 
there was that, and then there was the uh, the whole. Uh, I like to have one scheme that's like pretty much the same. Uh, I can't even remember which one it was because it was so long ago. I think it was Claim Jump though. Yeah, it was Claim it Jump. Was claim- yeah, it was Claim Jump because like I just looked at it more again because uh, I wanted to have at least something to like force some kind of like middle engagement. It doesn't have to be yep. like heavy because I also put spread them out on I, I think two of them. And yeah, no, I just wanted I, I wanted to have multiple places on the board to be engaging. Yeah, and it definitely as somebody as we were kind of playing it and as I was watching round one because as of getting round one, I took the buy on that. But that's something definitely as I walked around just noticing there was like a lot of people did decide to engage in the middle in a lot of these uh, matches. But then there were a couple outs where it's like if it started going bad or if they pre-planned it, they could do something that wasn't engaging. So that way they could, you know, feign and trick maybe what they were picking uh, from their opponent. Yeah, there's a lot of crews that do not work well when separated too much. Like, there's crews that are incredibly efficient at just, like, running the board, like the Vickies. But there's crews like, I want to say Jetsa, that if you break out a certain distance off the, the each other, it just just falls like a domino effect. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it was a good tournament because, like I said, we had people who were pretty good players there. We had a couple of newish players, but they were still, you know, at least playing their crews. But the breakdown of it is we actually had two guild players. We had Chris playing the Lone Rezzer. Uh Cody ended up playing Neverborn for whatever crazy experiments he decided to do that round. <laughs> and then we had a Ten Thunder. We had two Arcanists, one Bayou, and then one Explorer. So the only thing we were missing were Outcasts, so I was kind of sad I didn't bring my Outcast stuff. So it would have been awesome to round it out. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually very sad when you said that you were switching to, to Guild, to be honest. Because I, I I mean, it just seemed like you were enjoying yourself so much at Outcast. It was so weird when you're like, all right, am, I'm going to play Guild. And honestly, I probably am going back to Outcast. I'm just, like I, I've, told, I've told people on the uh, Discord for Rage Quit Wire, I'm like, I have to usually play something to kind of figure it out better. Because then I can know what the weaker points of it are and how to kind of counter it better, as opposed to something I've never played against. True, true. So, um, but yeah, we'll go ahead and get into this real quick. Uh, we'll t- talk about round one um, as far as that goes. Like I said, so I I was throwing the tournament. So whenever I'm playing and running it, especially since I, we had to drive like three hours up to Greenville. Um, I always decide if there's an odd number, I'm going to take the first buy just because, you know, I think that if I'm going to play, I might as well take that bullet for everybody round one. Yeah. So the pool that you made Dixon for round one was actually ley lines and it was standard deployment and the schemes were deathbeds, let them bleed, claim jump, spread them out and hidden martyrs. Yep. So I had to buy round one, but Chris, you want to kind of walk us through, um, your round one and kind of set up and what yeah, your thoughts absolutely. were as you look So I have been on a Karai kick lately, which is just, I love Karai. She's awesome. She's so much fun to play. Um, so I went up against Ed and I just love playing against Ed. He challenges me in like every single game that I've ever played against him. It's just, it's a good, just a good matchup. And so I dropped, uh, I chose Karai and then he chose Lady J and Unfortunately, <laughs> that's a super bad matchup because I've played against Lady J with Pete, Lady J 2, and it's just horrible. It just goes the wrong way with Cry 2. Um, so I went with Cry 1, 
and then he chose Lady J one, which was disappointing because Cry two probably would have fallen a lot better uh, uh, against that uh, that list. So you go against Guild, which luckily you've had some experience with playing against me lately. So knowing you were playing against Lady J, uh, what what was kind of your 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 plan? So and I what chose that you end up picking. And then, sorry, sorry. And what you bring? Yeah, I chose you spread them out and hidden wrong. martyrs. My list was Karai one with obviously a Kirio. Um, I actually brought five Shishans, which Pete is like, why in the world would you bring five Shishans? <laughs> yeah, it's 13 models, 13 so it's five models. Shishans. And the reason why I do that is because uh, Karai has protected Yurami, so I can just, you know, hey, just throw them <laughs> off. And I draw a card. And then you draw a card. Um, yep. Lost Love, a Goryo, a Gwison, the Drowned, an Onryo, and an Enslaved Spirit. So lot of out of activation movement with this list. Yeah. So what was your kind of game plan as you were going into this? Cause you, you know, Lady J's a beater and Ed brought a pretty elite crew. I think he only had like seven uh, models. He did. He only had seven models and it was terrifying, like seven terrifying models. Yeah. Cause he had like the judge yeah, and he brought an exorcist. Um, uh, I actually yeah. have his list. Yeah. So his list was Lady J one scales of justice, the jury, the lone marshal with lead line coat. Sorry, Lady J had lead line coat. So Lone Marshal with Leadline Coat, a Guild Steward, the Judge, and an Exorcist. And that Exorcist was the MVP of the game. Like, it did work. Oh, did it? That, absolutely. It, yep. it one-shots summoned yeah, it one-shot summoned, uh, summoned models, not summoned <laughs> minions. Yeah, and I, I, gave, oh, sorry. I gave Ed a Summon lot models. of credit because I told him, like, man, you play this a lot better than I do because I've played Lady J and sometimes I've been really struggling against Karai and man i tell you what turn two three it was looking real bad for cry yep uh i mean it one shots the kirio i i thank you for the 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 i was like why would you even it was like i didn't mean it it's like mania specific what kind of enforcer are you thinking Ikirio. about and i was yeah. like kirio is gonna come yeah, back exactly and it just gets one shot yep. by the fucking exercise. exactly yeah so my <laughs> yeah the so whole funny. goal of my game was just you know move up get into his face, try to score turn two, try to score everything turn two. That way I just have follow-up, which played out pretty well because I went ahead and scored a, you know, a couple of my points pretty quickly, and Ed just took a little bit of time. I, I was in his face, so he really didn't have much choice. Uh, he couldn't score his points very quickly, and I just drug out the game. Yeah, you, you bogged him down in that left corner pretty well. Yeah. And mm. I think that delayed him. And since it it almost was bad though, because there was a point in the game where you you thought that Karai had what five hit points left. Man, don't even bring up that point. Yeah, no, I got to because Ed, Ed got gotcha. <laughs> Ed got me. Ed got gotcha. you. So I um I activated Karai the end of the turn before, and I mistakenly thought that she could heal herself it's other urami so i couldn't heal herself so the one point that i healed i had to mark back which caused me to think that she had five hit points and said she actually had four so the very next turn she used the jury to obey ikirio charged karai threw in a severe and i'm just like yeah that's fine i don't really care and it killed karai <laughs> so her own ikirio yeah. 
killed yeah. her. I was like, how's that feel, Chris? And say the worst part. What's the worst part yeah. about all that? I don't know. What's the worst part? I thought you had like a 13 in your I hand. I did. I had a 13 in my hand. <laughs> Chris, Chris could have cheated to survive yeah. and win the duel, but he thought he I had, had I thought I had five left. hip. I was like, I don't care if he throws a severe into it. Then, you know, I still have one hit point left. I'll activate my healer next turn. And, you know. No, no, I gotta interrupt this here because I've played you, Chris, and I've see, I've shown you how to stop that shenanigans when somebody obeys one of your friendly models into attacking you. What are you supposed to do? I don't do? know. What am I supposed to do? Dude, you're supposed to relent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. We've literally played, and every yeah, single time right. that you obey me or you do something, what do I do? I relent, and you're like, oh, oh yeah, you can do that. Because it automatically yeah. puts him on a double neck. Yeah, I didn't, exactly. yeah, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I still didn't think to think about that. Yeah, good call, Dixon. That's, I mean, it's a good trick. I don't know any of that stuff because I suck with obey people, but, you know. I learned the mode the, my, at my, my top, tip top, when I make a mistake, so... Yeah, 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 and I hopefully think, this time. Yeah, it'll stick, hopefully though, it'll stick. Like, it probably I've won't. I've shown you. And Chris, yeah. <laughs> Chris, to your credit though, I mean, so you didn't, you didn't start throwing a bitch fit. Pretty much right after that, you're like, well, I guess I got to try to win without my master. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's it, when you're playing a game against Ed. He's such a good player. He's super friendly guy. I mean, you can't. It's not, not like you can get mad at. That. I mean, it's Ed. He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and I think your saving grace, though, Chris, is you did get, like, a head start on points for scoring. So Ed finally started to score some of his points. But by the end of turn five, I mean, you only had, like, what, four models left? And Lady J was just killing you. Yep. All uh, the entire – I was just trying – last turn that we were playing, I was just trying to deflect, just trying to stop him from scoring these points. And I, it's, <laughs> I really couldn't. I mean, it was just so hard. Yep, and what was the score of that one when you got to the end of it? Uh, it's 5-4, I believe. So you ended up taking that one 5-4? Yeah. Okay, so some lessons learned there were to watch the obey mask, or the obeys, uh, to make sure you don't get hosed over. Well, yeah, and he obeyed at the very end, because my head martyr was lost love, and I, you know, I activated super early. And you and engaged, like, like, the judge or something? I completely forgot she had obey. It was the dumbest. No, I... Yeah, I no, I obeyed into uh, yeah the judge or something like that, and yeah, the jury was just like, "Hey, I'm gonna obey and walk him over there," and I'm just like, "Ah, well, there goes that point." Yeah, the jury's stupid good. Uh, it's a good model. Uh, yeah. Dixon, I, Dixon, you know, you know, Lady J probably better than anybody, either of us. But you know, I I don't see a list that you bring where you don't bring the jury. Uh, yeah, no, I, honestly, I don't see that, especially in this meta. Well, I, really well, I just think, well, I just mean, look at what it does, right? Because you're going to probably bury some models, even though Ed didn't bring any of the uh, Lone Marshal or the uh, the Death Dudes, whatever their names are. The Death Marshals. Yeah, Death Marshals. Yeah, Death Marshals. He didn't bring any of those, yeah. but usually you're going to bury. So you have the jury usually pinging buried stuff. He was playing against, right. you know, there's a crap ton of summoned crap in all these new titles. So you're pinging right. all the summoned stuff. And then you just have a, an obey with a built-in, you know, the suit that you need. Yeah, no, it's that's the reason why I specified in this meta, because before uh, it's a good model, but Domadors exist. The the undead tamer guys, 
they're incredibly good at making uh, your Pale Rider or, you know, any of your undead models actually do work. Mm -hmm. But the meta has shifted significantly into like Lady Justice 2 or burying people or dropping a whole bunch of summon models. And yeah, no, the jury just became like really fucking good now. Speaking <laughs> of which, did you guys see the new uh lady j box that's coming out the new alt models yeah whenever i pulled up uh discord i saw that you had said of, oh i'm so excited so models. i went yeah i went on the website and actually it's pretty cool i might have to pick that up do you see those dixon i have not uh you said that it's on the window yeah if you go on the upcoming and then go down to september you'll see the new uh day of the dead models coming out for the uh, lady j crew oh <laughs> let me look at that then but yeah, it has two boxes, so it's like the crew box, and then it also has the lone the lone marshal uh, box with uh, the exorcist. Or not Cinco de Mayo, sorry, Day of the Dead. Why did I say Cinco de Mayo? Day of the Dead. I see it now. I see it. I see it now. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Holy crap. Yeah, yeah so you'll have those going on, and then also you have the Domadors that fit in like perfect with that. Man, it... I know, I know. It is the, the whole uh, Dia de los Muertos, by the way. That's the actual name. Yeah, that's the one it's, I was thinking about. It's very about. Dia de los Muertos. But the thing that I was thinking about, there's a... Oh, Green Fandango. There is a video game. When Bray back in the day, this shit is legit. I'm pretty sure somebody's going to, like, uh, paint one of those models as Grim Fandango. Because yeah. that's just going to be funny. Yeah. Holy crap, that's really cool. Yeah, and so... It was kind of looking at round one, though, with all the results on that. So Chris ended up winning. Uh, Ten Thunders ended up winning. Bayou ended up winning. The Bayou player, kind of like you, Chris, where you just ran uh, Karai all day, the Bayou player ran Ophelia all day. So he got a win round one, which was awesome. And then uh, Cody ended up getting a round one win with uh, his double yeah. master shenanigans he likes doing. So I, I was going to ask... Because, like, most of the people got a 5-4. Yeah. I was like, did I fuck up? Because, like, that was the first thing that, that I thought about. And then I saw Cody's 8-4. to four. I was like, Jesus. No, oh. it's just the, the pools that you that you made were conducive to close games. Just... Yeah, and I, I think also oh, okay. since it was a lot of the pool was very middle of the board engaging with your opponent, it, it provided a lot right. of back and forth that kept most of the games pretty close. Okay. Okay. Um, and yeah, because I was like, if that I do a mistake or something, because like I was hoping for like more, like a lot of interactions with multiple choices. Yeah. yeah. Okay. My, well, all right. Cool. <laughs> so yeah, it definitely was uh, interesting. Round one, um, round two, definitely started getting some uh, some interesting matchups with round two, and this one I ended up starting to get into. And this was Turf War with uh, deployment with Standard. And then it was Let Them Bleed, Vendetta, Bait and Switch, Claim Jump, and Catch and Release. So really, besides Claim Jump and Catch and Release, and you could argue Bait and Switch too. I mean, it, it could definitely be a bloody, bloody engagement here. So um, I guess I'll start off kind of with how my game went because I still have it loaded up here. I ended up getting Cody, which is is great because, you know, Cody's a great player. So I was like, well, balls, I guess, you know, this is going to suck, but here we go. So I was talking to Chris afterwards. I, I was like, I didn't do my normal Pete thing 
my normal Pete thing, I would have tried some random stuff that I like, you know, just wanted to just be like, try out, just see what it did. I actually did the smarter choice and was like, you know what? Hoffman doesn't go really anywhere. His stuff's hard to kill. Uh, Neverborn doesn't have a lot of answer for like armor and shit. So I was like, you know what? Let's just, let's do it. Let's just put Hoffman two on the table and see what the hell happens. Um, and it, and it ended up being a good decision. It ended up working out pretty well. Uh, Cody ended up bringing, uh, Zoraida with Nakima. So he double mastered it up. And then he also brought candy, two Silurids and a, and a Bokur, which is interesting because I was like, okay, candy's cute. And he was like, oh, wait, are you bringing that? And he was talking about Leadline Coat. And I was like, yeah, I got it on Hoffman, which apparently people don't put that on Hoffman too. Cause they're, they're like, why do you need armor three? But, but right. I do it more for the positioning. I don't want him to be moved around. So right. that's the big thing that I put it on him for. But anyways, I had Hoffman, the inventor, with Leadline Coat, obviously the attendant. And then I just brought Beefcakes. I brought Joss, Howard, a hunter, because the hunter's perfect for running schemes and strats. And then Melissa and the metallurgist I brought because of stupid Nakima. I was like, if he wants to come up and engage my stuff and try to do the black blood trick... Uh, the metaller is just going to shut that down because my armor can prevent it to go to zero. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, it's such a bad matchup for Nekima. Uh, yeah, well, that is and so literally sad. almost everything is armor two. Yeah, and you know if you start next to the pylons, you get a shield and you get a power token. So I'm getting a lot of positives. I got Hoffman's big laser gun. So this game started, well, so when Cody found out I had Leadline Coat, he was like, this is, this was a bad list. And I was like, okay, well, that's fine. He's like, well, I was going to use Candy to try and kidnap Hoffman, but I can't do that now. Because <laughs> he no. was going to use that to basically kidnap Hoffman, use Nakima to like shove aside where he's pushing me back into Candy and stuff, and basically kill Hoffman is what his plan was with that with that setup. But obviously yeah. didn't happen because of Leadline Coat, which... Hooray for me. I made a good decision. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I mean, still, like, Candy's like a, like a terrifying thought up until you realize that she doesn't have any pylon markers. Yeah. So, like, okay, the best I can do with you is discard my opponent's cards then because hurting Hoffman basically means nothing. Yeah, so... That's so dumb. It, it was kind of a weird... It was, it was a very cagey matchup for turn one and two. Basically, I slowly moved all my robots you know, up towards the middle of the board, um, right. which just to kind of establish what I was going to do. And I, Cody was basically trying to find a point where he could kidnap a model with Nakima and then just beat the crap out of it. But it yeah. was a little tricky because I had two areas of the board and both of those areas I had vent steam up. So if he, if he <laughs> came in, he was going to take damage for whatever he was doing. So yeah. he had to really be, particular and he also had to try and be careful because if he came into line of sight hoffman was going to do four irreducible damage um so to tempt cody to get this ball rolling turn two i i basically ended up taking uh for my schemes um in addition to turf war i took vendetta and i just took it on nakima because i'm like he he has to engage me at some point so that's going to be my vendetta target and then I did catch and release with the hunter. So to bait Cody into that, I did a couple things. So first off, Melissa core vendetta choice was for, uh, for Nakima. 
And I got lucky turn two, and I red jokered for seven damage with the gun. What? Yeah. So oh my God. I just got lucky, and I was like, oh, cool. That's a casual seven damage. And Cody's like, Jesus. <laughs> so Well, that, that's a good start, I guess. So I got, I got lucky <laughs> in getting that. But then the main one that I was kind of like, you know, hey, I kind of, you know, feign this a little bit is I, I pretended like I was taking claim jump with the hunter. So my like third to last activation, I put the hunter near the center of the board to make it look like I was going to do claim jump. So Cody basically came up with Nakima last activation and did some damage and was going to be like shut down the claim jump. But then I did deadly pursue just to make sure I was within an inch at the end of the turn. And then I got my bait and switch point or sorry, my catch and release point. So it was kind of like, ah, you know, you thought it was claim jump, but it wasn't. Ah, yeah, but it was me, Dio. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that kind of stuff. But like, that's still a weird shenanigans. Because like, what I said about Candy, that still holds true. If okay, if Candy somehow makes her way to within, I want to say four pylons. I mean, uh, two pylons. That's still three irreducible damage. So he just wasn't able to put Candy into your crew before she activated? Yeah, because I had Melissa... Like, as soon as she would pop her head around the corner, Melissa Core was just charging and shooting people that popped their head out. So as soon as as right. soon as soon Candy did that, even if she hadn't activated, I can get a straight mm. just by using a power uh, power to, um, token. And it just... It kept pinging damage on Candy... Um, and then I got to a point where Howard was moving up the board. So Howard was threatening to charge candy. So she had to back up more. Oh. Um, basically I just controlled the middle of the board and, um, Cody, Cody knew it was a bad matchup and he knew he, he kind of brought a list that wasn't, you know, doing what he thought it was going to do. So he had to just kind of get his points here and there where he could, he was behind the ball on the strategy. So he really had to get his points with his schemes to try and keep it close. Um, gotcha. and it, it was a close game. There was a lot of moments where he, um, he almost, he could have tied it. It ended up, I think being a six, five game, um, going to me. Oof. And there was a point at the end of the game where he, I had Howard enjoying Zoraida or engaging Zoraida. That way she couldn't flip the turf war marker to score his, uh, I think it was third point for turf war. Mm-hmm. So he was trying to, she has, what, Zoraida 2 has some action where she can make a model move. Yep. Well, I off think. Off the he, path or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I think, I think it is off the path. But he basically tried to do that to Howard. And he ended up, I think he black jokered it. And then I had the red joker in my hand. So he tried it, his last, last action. He tried to do it one more time to Howard. But then I red jokered it so he she, he couldn't move Howard. Oh damn! Yeah. So that ended up making it where it wasn't a draw, and it was a win in my favor. The damn, old one Cody too. played his heart out. No, he. I, I mean, that's some good gameplay. Even though that he he was severely in a bad matchup, like he was like. That's yeah, how good. He, uh, that's how good Cody is. Cody's a phenomenal player. Yeah, yeah. the two the two Sillards <laughs> he brought was a great choice because I really mm. couldn't waste actions to try and chase after him the board had a lot of buildings so as soon as i tried to engage one of them they would just be gone like uh, i there was not really a way where i could engage and kill those things so he got two points from bait and switch he got two points for the strat 
and then he got one for whatever his other scheme was. But yeah, I mean, you also probably don't own riot breakers, right? Um, I think Chris has them, but yeah, I've got riot breakers. Okay, but you didn't use any, so what happened there? I mean, I don't know. I just it. I don't know. Um, I just I, don't I just think wasn't. It just didn't come up to your head. Like we we had this conversation about like. The disgusting thing that Brandon Lynch did well, to yeah, me that, that, when I played Sorita and you didn't do that. Two. It's still the same thing because you can't take actions outside of your activation. Yeah, but butterfly, butterfly jumps not. I mean, it, it's going to get away. Butterfly, butterfly. You talk, jump? Yeah, you're talking about all the path. No, with the Silurids. I'm so confused. I mean, like, I, I, like, like I don't like. I get what you're saying as far as like him trying to move other models, and sure, but yeah. Uh, no, Moth Witch. You you shut down Moth Witch. You shut down Coordinated Attack. I mean, sure, that didn't that just didn't come up, Dixon. Like, okay. he, Cody was really not trying to engage with most of my robots, and the the big reason is because turn three, I ended up dunking on Nakima with Hoffman. So Oof. Nakima died turn three because Hoffman zapped her with the laser, and then he charged yeah. in and power slammed her into the ground. That's kind of funny that. The only way that he can vendetta is because you're doing dual masters, and since Nekima is a melee master, he basically gave you those two points. Yeah, yeah. It, well, <laughs> like it's funny. He, he was doing a good job, but since he saw that I had, because he was doing a good job of, you know, hitting and then moving out, he wasn't staying engaged. Right. But since he he knew that now my hunter was the, um, the uh, catch and release model. He wanted to kill yeah. it, so he had to kind of stay engaged. And yeah. the hunter did die, so I didn't get the second point of that. But it allowed oh. me to then bring Hoffman in and just, you know, just take her and dunk her into the ground. Oh, for sure. No, and, and that's like the best thing about it is as soon as you dunk her into the middle of the crew, everything's like two two inches away from you. So no splashing of blood and she just dies, so stiff breeze at that yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, and it's that didn't even point. matter because I had the metallurgist, so I wasn't worried about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I forgot about well, that. I forgot that you said that you brought the metallurgist. I made it where if he was going to go after the metallurgist, he would have had to dive right. into my crew. For sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so so it was a great game, though. Um, I mean, oh, yeah. Cody, even even though you could, you'd argue he gave me the advantage with not a great list because of some of the counters that I brought and just it didn't work out the way he was trying to have it work out, um, he still no, kept dude, a close game. I, 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 again, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that because, like, you you say Guild versus uh, Neverborn. And if he put up, you know, like you said, he put up Sarita 2 and you put up Hoffman, there's certain, you know, things that are just going to go bad for him, period. Yeah. So, like, it's it's just how it yeah. is. Which is why I was shocked when you said that. It's like Sarita and no uh, Riot Breaker. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> my brain. Yeah, and I, I don't. I think Chris has a riot breaker, but I don't have it in my bag, so I wouldn't have brought it anyways. Yeah. I'm auto so damn good, especially with Melissa Core, because you can just chuck a, a grenade to make it so that nothing has cover. And then Melissa just, you know how yeah. it is after that. Melissa charge, wreck something. Yep. So She's it was a great game. I mean, anytime you can get a close game like that against a player like Cody, it's just, it's awesome. So. Um, I played Cody a couple times, and it's it's a, the uh, one time he beat my ass, but this time I at least gave him a close game. And it was like eight top. two last nice. time he played you, eight, right? Eight three probably, Dude. but yeah. <laughs> Ed Ed doing God's work with Sonya Crit against Tony Ironsides. So apparently, the, this player only played Tony Ironsides as well. I, I mean, that player 
I mean, you could argue he's a little bit more of a casual player, so gotcha. I can see that. But Chris, how would your uh, round two go? Yeah, so I was up against 10 Thunders, uh, John specifically, Goulburn. Phenomenal player, great, great player. He's get, He's got a ton of reps into Shenlong. He dropped yep, Shenlong. Shenlong's his boy. <laughs> Shenlong's his boy, Blue. Little pro tip, if you're playing John, it's only going to be Shenlong or maybe one or two other groups. It's probably going to be Shenlong, but he does play um, uh, Yanlo and McCabe some. Okay. Yep. So I went against Shenlong 2. Um, my list was uh, Karai 2, Akirio, Onryo, uh, two Shishans, uh, Gwison, Lost Love, two Gorios, and a Drowned. Uh, my goal of that list is just kind of get up close, start moving through the crew, summon a whole bunch of models, and then attrition everything to the into the ground. Make them, Make them suffer. suffer. Dixon I, loves it too. I played against Dixon like five or six times, and he's every time he's just like, "Man, I love this crew. I love Karai too." Hey man, I've been playing a whole bunch of Hamlin into that crew, and I think I found the answer finally. Okay. Awesome! I can't wait to yeah. can't wait to play that against being said, what your answer is. Did John bring charm orders? Because that would be my first. Play. Yeah, he brought he brought two charm orders. Okay. So what his list was is Shenlong two, uh, the two aspiring students. A low river monk, a wandering river monk, two charm warders, a thunder archer, ten thunders brother, and a lone swordsman. So the game progressed pretty well in my favor. You know, I got a got uh, adversary on Shenlong like turn one, like activation what, uh, two. What schemes phenomenal. did you end up bringing, uh, Chris? Um, I brought claim jump and catch and release. Okay. Uh, catch and release being on the second Gorio, claim jump being on the lost love because you can kind of throw the lost love anywhere you want. Um, yeah, turn one went pretty well. I got like one summon off of turn one, which is pretty pretty good. It, you know, turn one. Yeah, that crew just gets in your face. But the only problem is, is Shenlong, the teacher, has an ability where he gives all friendly minions within six positives to all duels. So that includes my willpower duels, so I had to figure out real quick how to block line of sight and do my shenanigans there. Uh, the game ended up being a draw. It was 4-4. Uh, and low-scoring game. It was. We only got to turn top of turn four. Um, it was a slower game as well. Uh, yeah, I uh, I made a couple of mistakes. Yeah, it just wasn't fun. It just got beat down pretty well. Those charm warders are so good. Well, I think you said there was a point where the charm warders killed like how many of your summons? Yeah, so the charm warders killed four of my summons in one turn. So one charm warder killed two, and the other charm warder killed two. It's just bad. Yeah, because if they, what is it, a crow trigger? They just Yeah, play. it's just a crow trigger. And they had, um, so Shenlong can put upgrades out, and one of the upgrades lets you toss a chi token for a suit. So bad. <laughs> yeah. good. And John's really good about, you know, getting like four to five well, chi. Well, John is a good example of when you get reps with a certain crew and you really enjoy it, you really can get a lot of deep kind of knowledge on how to run your crew well. Absolutely. So, and I mean, that's also something you've been doing, Chris, because I mean, you soloed Karai in this tournament. You did really well with it. I did. I soloed Karai and I, I had a lot of fun. I don't, I mean, I came in second, so I did well. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so you said it was tied with you guys. Uh, let's see here. The Explorers ended up beating the Bayou six, three, 
And then uh, the guild beat the Arcanist uh, seven one. So definitely interesting round uh, round two. Yeah, I mean, I, I was gonna ask a couple of questions, but I guess you didn't have a chance to actually see like the other people playing. Didn't have a great chance, but I mean, if you have a general question, I can probably answer some of yeah, it. Yeah, no, I just the Olivia player and uh, the uh, the what you call it the Explorers Anya. player. Yeah, like. How was that game? Because I assumed, at least from previous experience, that Olivia had that in the bag. Especially when Ophelia, I was... Ophelia, you mean? I'm sorry? <laughs> Ophelia. Ophelia. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Ophelia. I... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Weston is... He's not a brand new player, but he's relatively new. Okay. And he is new to Bayou. So I think he's just kind of... I think I didn't see the full game. But I think it got into that situation where he was probably killing stuff, but he wasn't scoring. Oh. Yeah, I think this was like today he or that day he played three rounds with Ophelia, but that was like he had only had like a handful. You can count on one hand how many games he actually played with Ophelia before. Yeah. Okay. Got I think he's had like two before, maybe three. Yeah, because I think that is a good matchup for Ophelia. Yeah. Um. I told him, it's like, I know you don't have Ophelia 2, but Ophelia 2 would have been, like, really good throughout the day. Yup. Ophelia 2 is a good model. Yeah. Yeah. Puts out a lot of damage. I concur. Yeah. But she also right. uh, brings utility, which is the thing that I, I love the yes. most about her. Because the first one murders the world. Yes, that's true. But the second one makes it so that the entire crew can do work. Yep, does work. It makes it where your crew can move. It heals. It draws cards. It's just good. Yep. And you can summon. The, I know it's not a big deal. A lot of people don't think it is, but summoning those young Lacroix back oh. actually can be a pretty big deal. Yes, it is. It's because they're part of the card draw engine. Yep. Well, they're part of the card draw engine, and they move models. Yep. So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Which is a huge bonus. I need an adult. I need an adult. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh, I just uh, hate going against Ophelia's crew because all the plus ones, man. I know. Uh, you're so you're probably happy I haven't played Bayou in a bit. Absolutely. Bayou's <laughs> got so many shenanigans. Yeah, it's it's true. It's true. Uh, so round three uh, definitely was a lot of fun as well. Uh, really like just how engaging kind of killy the pools were. This one was wedge, so you know it's getting bloody quick. And then it was uh, break the line. Uh, claim jump, research mission, breakthrough, assassinate, and hidden martyrs. So since I was kind of at the top, I ended up uh, getting one of the people that drew, and I ended up getting John instead of Chris, which is good because Chris and I play all the time. So that was good. Yeah, I think things would have gone a little bit differently had you gone against me. Yeah, I would have had to. I probably, I might have still dropped Dashel because I played Dashel 1 here. Mm. But since I knew you've been playing one of two masters, I probably drop Dashel two just in case you drop, um, what's her face two and summoning a bunch of models because Dashel can at least kill a bunch Karai. of them. Yep. Yeah, Karai, Karai too. Man. Yeah, Karai too. I mean, Dashel literally tactical action and it kills any station in the vicinity. Yeah, pretty much right. Yeah, absolutely, it's a hundred percent because like they only oh, have. Well, to yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. I I never really summon those shades although i would have hell yeah if i'd have thought the dashel was coming in yeah i'll draw a bunch of cards draw a bunch of cards man you let me draw three cards in one one go yeah hell yeah that's great <laughs> yeah so i ended up oh, um that's... taking dashel and i end up taking claim jump and breakthrough so the list i had i was going against john and of course i was like okay i mean it's probably shenlong but we'll see how it goes 
So with Dashel 1, I ended up uh, having Leadline Coat because, like I said, generally with Guild, I like putting Leadline Coat on my Masters, not just for the armor, but just for the fact that it's like you're not going to move me. So any of these pushes, any of these lures, you're not going to move my Master into a bad position. So generally speaking, I love doing that because I it's good to have control on your Master. So Dashel 1 with the Dispatcher, which, mm, Dispatcher, love it. Love it. Such a broken model. It's good. Um, and then I brought two mounted guard. I brought those purely for pushing the objectives. I brought Tagger Keeg, uh, one executioner, the guild steward, and then the disease containment unit. And this was my make or break game. I was like, if this disease containment unit doesn't do anything, I'm not, never bringing it again into Dashel. Spoiler alert, it did stuff. So. Oh, fucking <laughs> insanely good model. I hate it when it doesn't do work, but... Every now and then, every now and then, it puts a smile on my face, especially when I burn an eight. What is it? What was it, Chris? Because I burn an eight. I think it was like five of your models, and you're like, what the hell? <laughs> what is this shit? Oh, yeah. so awesome. Yeah, and John ended up bringing in the teacher. Uh, he brought a low river monk, a wandering monk, a uh, charm order, two charm orders, because he knew I was summoning, probably. Jesus. Uh, he brought a thunder archer, because I assume he thinks I was going to be bubbled up. And then he brought a Ten Thunderer's brother and then a Lone Swordsman. A Thunder Archer is just good by itself. Yeah, but when you have a crew like Dashiell that you know is going to be bubbled up, it's good because you can throw a fistful of arrows. Right. Yeah. And get blast onto you. Yeah. Yeah. So this one ended up progressing. I was really aggressive. So to be fair, I turn one, I, um, I killed... I can't remember which, it might have been the Wandering Monk, but basically because there's so many pushes and there's Ride With Me and the Dispatcher can push you, and then if they're next to the Dispatcher, the um, Executioners can get a free walk or attack. Basically, I was able to get into a model, end of turn one, kill it, and then bring my Rider up to bring it back to my crew. So, yeah, I mean, right off the bat, I was putting pressure on um, models because there was a couple of models I wanted dead quick like that thunder archer I was like this needs to die I don't want it splashing onto my dispatcher um, I used a summoned rifleman turn one to take pop shots at it and that helped kill it so it, it was just putting pressure on turn one and then turn two I was able to summon another executioner um, and John had a problem with that because you think the charm warders would just deal with it, but they have to come in and as long as I don't overextend my summon models, it's like, you can come and kill this model, which he did after I activated, I killed the model and then he came up with a charm order and did kill it. But then his charm order was right there and it just died. Hmm. Yeah. So, spo spoiler alert. I walked over to Pete's table after I finished my game and John had like 80% of his models off the board. Yeah, so. I think at the end, we only it got to bad. turn four, like at the end, of, we got to the end of turn four, and John only had three models left. And it yeah. was just, it was brutal because the executioners were doing work. There was a lot of healing. I was putting flame stuff down. Um, Dashel was summoning and killing stuff. Yeah. John had a lot of bad luck too. He had the lone swordsman came in to do its attack where what it does if it wins it does four irreducible but if it loses it it takes four irreducible yeah so he black joker no i red jokered that so he failed it oh geez oh yeah so so the lone swordsman was like 
Oh, yep. and then Bashel just comes over. Not Bashel, but Dashel came over and just pow and killed it. It's bad. It, oh, wait, you played Dashel 2 or 1? No, no, no. I, that's what I'm saying. I oh, played okay. Dashel 1. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, Dashel 2. I accidentally, I accidentally said Bashel. But, oh, it's it's okay. Dashel 2 is like surprisingly super effective with you buying executioners, but I don't know if that's significantly better than Dashel 1 just summoning them. <laughs> you just straight well, up, because, there's a new one. Well, because so. I, I like Dashel 2, but I think in Break the Line, Dashel 1 is just better because that lets me hire the mounted guard, which again then just go run schemes mm. and can move my crew around with Ride with me early on. Yeah. Um, the disease containment unit pushes my models three inches starting off. So it's just a super flexible mobile crew. And, I, and then you're summoning really good models. Yeah. Because if you get a 13, you're getting an executioner. If you have a 12, you can get another mounted guard. And then anything else, you're probably summoning a rifleman, at least in my opinion. Because yeah. um, the rifleman just, it's a good just, hey, here's two random shots. I've actually, I was super impressed with uh, with Keeg because his ability to hand out fast instead of focus. Oh my God. Is super good with Dashel 1 because Dashel 1, you can use your bonus action to concentrate. Right. So you do that, especially early on. And you're like, cool. And if you're next to the dispatcher or another um, scheme, you can take one instead of two irreducible to gain fast. So early on, your models are gaining fast, which include your mounted guard. So you have a fast mounted guard just zipping up the table early on. Yeah, yeah I really think that dispatcher is a broken model. Or <laughs> you have fast executioners that let you move further up the bar so up the board. It, it should be once per turn or something should something should give you shouldn't get card draw off if it's removed i mean there there needs to be something that so that, 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 well, that dispatch the, the is reason phenomenal. it got updated though is because no, yeah it, it, it made the summoning so ridiculous hard sometimes because you had to get an enemy scheme marker otherwise the difficulty goes up by two for your summon right i know but you're 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 pulling three to four cards a turn off of that dispatcher and that's it's just good. it's just too much it's so good for a, what is it, a two point model or something like that? I mean, hey, no, no, I get the, I get the, the, the thing for both of you. I would just say remove that very last sentence. If this model will be removed this way, it may instead draw a card. Yeah, just remove that line. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's Take it. away that card draw, and yeah, I'd, I'd be perfectly. The model would fit what it should. Yeah, like every okay, he counts as an enemy scheme marker, and he doesn't get removed. That's fine. But like the fact that he does both, <laughs> I agree with Chris. Like right now, it's just ridiculous how good the model is. So I mean, really let's count. <laughs> let's count the ways here. So you can you can draw a card during dashels, right? And this is all from the dispatcher. So you can draw a card with dashel, right. Targeting the dispatcher. If you have a mask, the dispatcher can draw a card during his activation. Not to mention with the trigger, if you have the guild steward. You draw a card if an enemy scheme marker is dropped within six. So that's another <laughs> card you can get. Um, Taggart Key has a bonus that can, if you get the suit, you can draw a card off that. And then the two executioners, you can draw a card. So, I I mean, somewhere along the line, you can draw up to six cards. It's usually closer to three or four, which that's is still what, yeah. really, it's still super good. Yep. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. It's way... it. Yeah, I mean, like, so, like Dixon there's no point in bringing it up though, because Weir's not going to do anything about right, it. Like right. they were doing can, each thing, anyways. Well, some would argue there's more despicable things that need yeah. to be dealt with. No, there's a lot. There's a lot because, like, the thing is, there's a few models in in the keyword that you even bring more. 
but the thing is you never see them on the table because at that point it's just like masturbation like you don't need it it's already done <laughs> uh, yeah. for example the sergeant he has new horizon so you can target him as a ski marker and then place him anywhere within six inches of his current location like it's just dumb shit like that you can you can so the sergeant is i would say the sergeant is good in dashel 2 right um so i actually i've i've had a list for dashel 2 where i run a, a sergeant mm -hmm. just because it gets the extra movement and stuff so that's generally pretty good okay uh the other thing i was gonna say is charlo gore the executioner technically can do yes yeah he can technically have four actions somehow yeah because <laughs> yeah, you can get fast and then if you use trail of gore you'll get four so you can have up to four attacks it's so dumb. in three super good with crit strike oh, yeah seems pretty good super good with crit strike not declaring and you get to draw a card off of that oh that's also yeah. true yeah yeah oh, and, and the the target may not declare resistance triggers somehow that's that's in there i don't understand sure. why but it's there yep seems pretty yeah, good right you can summon an executioner <laughs> Uh, remove the slow, put fast, put focus, and then have the executioner activate. Try to quote unquote remove the dispatcher, draw a card, walk for free basically, and then still have three actions. Seems good. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, and I mean, John still played a. I mean, he still played a good game out of it, even though he was losing models, just because of how fast uh, the crew is. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I think he ended up draw or uh, one point away from drawing you, right, or something like no, that. No, it, two it was it was seven. It was seven five. Yeah, two points. Uh, um, and if we went to turn five, it would have been probably eight five. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm glad though that you know people at least got four and five points because that means that there was enough choices for people to score points that nobody got like completely wrecked. Yeah, I mean, he had research mission because Shen Long can basically stack uh, markers. Because I think his push or whatever it's called, um, if there's yeah, markers, it's the it allows him, Yeah, yeah, he gets to reposition like markers, so that's easy research mission, which was in the pool. Yep. And then of course he took a break uh, breakthrough, so he got um, both. No, he didn't get both points of research mission. He got both points of breakthrough, um, one point of research, and then two for the strat. And the only reason he um, didn't get the second point in research is because you didn't leave him with three significant models or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it sounded yeah. like. And well, so the, actually the other problem he was having is he was actually having a problem getting the third marker for a while because Dashiell's crew eats corpses. Oh yeah. So he wasn't able to snag a corpse for research mission till turn three, oh. just because I kept eating them. I'd be like, Oh cool. And now the executioner gives me a soul stone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's just super gross. Yeah, when all, I walked over, he had have. five soul stones on the, the turn four. I was just like, oh, okay, this game's not going well for John. And I only brought three when I hired my stuff. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so gross. All right. Um, yeah, let's jump over to my game here. I feel like talking for a little while. Okay. Yeah, so it was a good game with John, but, yeah, Dashiell did, did, the, did the good Lord's work. All right, so yeah, I went up against Kale, who's a uh, a local Greenville player, and Kale is a really good, uh, really good player. He's played a lot of different. He's played since uh, since first edition. Uh, first edition, yeah. So he's been around for a while. Uh, tough opponent. He brought an elite list instead of uh, what I usually go against when it comes to explorers, like a whole keyword type thing. Mm. He went uh, he went with Anya Sovereign, Lord Cooper. It's Anya one, right? Sovereign Cooper one, Winston uh, Corvus, and the Intrepid Emissary. Holy crap! Which 
it was actually it worked very well against Karai too. I only ended up getting like I think two summons, but the problem was he just didn't have enough models to compete with, you know, my ten models. I mean, ten models that I I brought. I'm still baffled at the like the low number of models. Like he got three models in that crew that are for doing work, and two models for support, and that's it. That seems yeah. nuts. Like yeah, what the crap. Well, Cooper, I mean, his, his expectation of Cooper was just to, to destroy one thing a turn. Right. Which Cooper's good at, but not great when I'm in your face. And that's the whole concept of Karai 2 is if I'm not in your face turn one, I'm in your face top of turn two. Wherever you are, even if you're in your deployment zone, I have at least three models in your face. I'm still impressed. Like, holy crap. Like, yeah, he did super well. I took Corv. I just deleted Corvus off like top of turn two, and then um, whoa. Yeah, then Sovereign end of turn two or top of turn. Yeah, it was. I just as soon as I started getting all my pieces right there into him, it just I just started deleting stuff. So I took uh, the same Karai two list that I took the time before. So Karai two, Kirio, Onryo. Two Shishans, a Gwison, Lost Love, two Gorios, and a Drowned. And then I brought Breakthrough and Hidden Martyrs. Uh, Breakthrough because, you know, I could, again, just push the Lost Love up as far as I want. And, and it's wedge deployment. Drop. It's wedge, so I, you know, if even if I can't get a Lost Love up there, I've got a couple models that can drop pieces. <laughs> Plus, I'm summoning in Enslaved Spirits. Well, hopefully, summoning in Enslaved Spirits and they're dropping schemes. Dude, those um, models and are then, way too damn good. Holy crap. Yeah, Enslaved Spirits are good, especially for their point value. <laughs> yeah, they're three points. Uh, but they don't have Vengeance. Oh, which no. Those are the ones where you can't use Focus, right? Right. Yeah, those are the, the chained no, no, ones no. where you can't. You can't use po uh, Focus, and if they die, they drop a Scheme Marker. Yeah. That is from... Well, not only, not only that, but... But they, they don't do anything gang. else, oh, Dixon. That's the thing. The, the chain gang enables all your, yeah. you know... All as your soon as you get one enslaved spirit out, yeah. you start... You'll, you're going to get more oh, out yeah. because I don't, the chain gang... Yeah, yeah. I don't want them to be nerfed. I'm just saying, those models are fucking good. I'm just... That, that's yeah. it. That's my point. They're very good for their point value, but yeah, they're not they're, broken. They're good, Absolutely. they're good with Karai, too, for sure. Yep. Um, and then I brought Hidden Martyrs with the, the Gorio and uh, Lost Love, which, again, you know... It's just super simple. The Gorios you want to throw up in the enemy's face. You want them to blow up. Mm. Uh, and then the Lost Love, you kind of do whatever you want. Uh, game went really well for me because it was he brought an elite list and I was able just to kind of start deleting models off. Uh, final score ended up being 8-4. And I don't normally score 8 points in a game, but uh, I was able to pull it out. I mean, don't sell yourself short. That uh, that's a really mean list. I played against is the it, planet. It, yeah, but is it harder? Do you think against a leader list, or is it like how are you finding that when you go against those elite versus the spammy kind of crews? I would love a spammy crew again with Karai too, mm -hmm. um, as long as a spammy crew doesn't contain some type of gravity well. Okay. Yeah, uh, the elite list. Like I told Kale at the very end, I was like, "Dude, that's the best strategy I've ever gone uh, gone against with Cry Two is just bring an elite low count crew and kill shit." He just he did not get the cards were not in his favor. Damn. And me being able to kill Corvus so quickly, he I don't think he expected that, but 
I've played ex you know, almost exclusively played Explorers for a long, a long time. time. I knew what every single one of his mods... And that's where the whole iteration is. If you know what your opponent's crew does just as well as you know what your crew does, you have a massive advantage. Yeah, yeah and that's why I know I bounce around more than Chris does, but that that is one of the benefits of playing different factions is once you've once you've played them and kind of know the gist of what that crew does yeah you're not going to remember everything but you have a general idea of oh that's the problem model i need to take that out yeah that's one of the the disadvantages of neither of us have really jumped into 10 thunders and yeah that's true that's why john every every game i go against john is always so close yep. it's either a draw or he'll win by one or i'll win by one it's just because Ten Thunders are just, they have answers for just that is, everything. That is the thing about that faction is that, like, I was not enjoying myself as much in that faction because I constantly had to get models from outside of keyword because of because of exactly that. They just have an answer yeah. for everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I got my first tournament win in Malifo because I played Guild. Uh, <laughs> there, there were a couple people that were like, you know, congrats, but you know, when Guild wins, everybody loses. It, yes. It's true. Guild's in such a good spot yes. right now. They're just so OP. I mean, Brandon proved that even when the faction was bad, the faction was way too good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, jokes aside, congratulations. Like, it, even even saying Guild OP is not really true here because you have played Guild plenty. You just, you know, yeah. this is the first time you brought it to a tournament. Yeah, so it was Guild, took it, I took it first, Chris took it second with Rezzers, Cody took it third with Neverborn, Ed with Guild, and then John with Ten Thunders, and then Arcanist, um, Arcanist Explorers, Arcanist, and then Bayou at the bottom. Poor Bayou. Poor Bayou. You should have played Bayou and represented Bayou. So, I mean, that's some of the stuff we'll talk about here in a minute. Um but generally speaking, Chris, kind of as we move forward, we are looking at playing factions, especially leading up to Nova. Um, so, I mean, looking at this, I mean, how are you feeling? Are you going to stick with Rezzers, do you think? Or are you maybe bouncing back to a faction? Like, what do you think you're doing moving forward? Yeah, no, I'm going to stay with Rezzers, especially until Nova. It's two months away. We don't have any more tournaments for practice coming up to leading up to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, except if I go to Gen Con, um, which we'll see. Fingers crossed. I mean, I I hope that you do. That is a very good experience. I've I've gone a few times. It it is fucking awesome. That being yeah, said, it's just all it's all about money. That being said, I'm 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 just so happy that you are having fun with wrestlers because. When we were talking about it a few months ago, I, I know that I brought it up a couple of times, but you you said that there was nothing in the faction, and I was like, there's got to be something, because I know that the, they got better. <laughs> Karai so much fun. Okay, so yeah, I was like, as soon as you, you got on in the swing of things with Karai, especially, and we started playing games, I was like, this is some BS, but I'm happy that you're enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm having fun. I, um, I'm really looking forward to trying Seamus 2. Um, yeah, he looks Hello. like he's got some interesting Hello, takes. Love. Yeah, takes on his card. You sound nobody, like you're from London. Nobody really likes him, so we'll see. No, my brother likes him. He's not very well, good. Well, Seamus, no, Seamus too. It's just yeah. Seamus too. Like it's like. Uh, no, no, okay. I, I've said it before. My brother actually, he didn't enjoy the the shotgun to the face style of the first one. 
he said that he absolutely loved the summoning hookers aspect of, of Sheamus and V1 and the fact that he got it back in V2 in in his title, he was very happy about. So yeah, I would say at least one person that I know of likes Sheamus too. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm I'm in between. I unfortunately I'm not playing Bayou. Um I just you know, in tournaments, especially if you go to like Nova, yeah, I could do well with Bayou, but there's just, I'm telling you, once I started playing Outcast and now I'm playing Guild, mm. and there's just games where it's like, oh, I didn't lose a model. In, in Bayou, a lot of times you're like, oh, I lost like most of my crew. So <laughs> Bayou can be tough sometimes because it is fragile and unforgiving at times. It is. Uh, which doesn't mean you can't be good with them. It just means the margin of error, especially when you bring in the randomness. Uh-huh. Just it can destroy your crew. Like for example, when I played against Cody and I, I Melissa cored that Red Joker for seven damage. A lot of Bayou models, that's just dead. Yes, like you're just dead. There's no coming back from that. Nope. Yeah, you just, basically. So I know they played it for more for longer than me, but like I have it still very very fresh. Like all the games that I played with all these other factions, just to yeah. you know uh, actually know what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, uh, I had the most fun with Bayou, especially. Yeah, with I, I love I love Bayou. Bayou. Yeah, like I said, Bayou's in a good place, mm-hmm. but just like I said, the, it's just when that when the spikes come along. Yep. And in tournaments, they're going. You're going to get a a couple of flips where it's like you just somebody spikes on you and you just take a crap ton of damage. I mean. Just to kind of compare this, there's been games where I've played Von Schill and Eric takes like six, seven damage and, you know, I reduce it by two. So it's five. I have a shield. So then it goes down to four and then I stone it. And if I get a severe, then I reduce it by three. And I so seven damage. I only take one. Yes. It's like that's a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. Massive. Pretty good. That, so that, that's kind of the differences I'm I compared. So now it's just I'm questioning whether I'm going to go back to Outcast because I did lo- I love playing Outcast they're a lot of fun mm-hmm. and or if I want to stick it out with Guild because some of the masters like Sonya Lady J Hoffman and uh, and Dashel I'm just having a lot of fun with those masters Dashel's a ton of fun yeah. uh, both versions of them so uh, quickly by the way because I did play also Guild I noticed that in boards where like the terrain is like a, a big big clunk of like a whole bunch of severe i hated mm-hmm. my experience playing um on guild but whenever the terrain wasn't as you know congested i was i was having a blast so i think that has to do with the terrain more than anything else but like probably guild doesn't have answers for terrain i think i think if i was playing lady j she has a better option for that because lady j one can kind of leap in and kill stuff that's trying to hide yeah that's one model though i i know i know i'm just <laughs> i'm saying that was one option that i saw um hell even dashel has his mounted guard so you can literally yeah, have mounted guard just like taxi him yeah, dashel's mobile enough that he can he can probably deal yeah with that's that. super dumb and then hoffman has bulldoze you can also bring in that case you could bring lucius too. lucius too has a hidden or secret passage whatever it's called oh, we both know that lucius is never born <laughs> yeah, no. So I was talking to some guild players, and they said, "I mean, obviously Lucius Two is really good. Oh yeah, but you would second master him. He a lot of people don't think like it's too rude Goldberg the way that Lucius works in guild. <sighs> um, 
apparently Neverborn just has better pieces that they can support it with, especially yeah. out of that new starter. Um, a really good Lucius. Yeah, very unfortunate. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of stuff that you can do with Lucius that is good, but like you said, it's very complex. So if one mm. thing doesn't go, like I, if you have a way to to remove ski markers from range, you can ruin his entire turn. Because which a lot of a lot of factions do. So yeah. So like, hell, you could have uh somebody just run up and yoink the uh, the ski marker off of like whatever the hell he's trying to do. That doesn't change the fact that he still teleports all over the table and scores points. But it's very frustrating. Like, if you're playing him yeah. and it just goes wrong and then your entire turn is ruined, it's very frustrating. Meanwhile, you play Hoffman, you know, you're like, Herberder, Laser Go Burr. Like, it's so yeah. dumb. <laughs> so why would you, you know, why would you, like, com you know, complicate your life more? Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, if you needed the extra movement, you could just bring Hoffman one and give your stuff fast. So that's kind of... I'm kind of in between because I, I'm, I'm really tempted to go back and play Outcast, which I might do. Um, but the guild is a lot of fun to play, so I'm kind of I'm, I'm, I'm in between. I don't know which one I'm going to play now. I'd say if you're going to go back to Outcast, go hard and like play your heart out because you're going to face some people that know what the fuck is happening in that faction in, uh, in uh, Nova. I'm telling you that right now because like Virginia in which, was in big. which faction? Outcast. I said, if you're um, going to go to Outcast, you need to go to it now and hard. Because if yeah. you go to Virginia to play at the Nova, you're going to get wrecked. That's how you say guild. Yeah. <laughs> Chris thinks I should say guild because that's where all the goodies are. Yeah, it is. I just think they're in a really good spot right now. Yeah, I still think that Outcast is in a better spot, but guild is in a really strong spot right now. Like, right now, it's easier to say who's in a rough spot than it is to say who's in a good uh, in a on a great that's spot. Fair. Like. I would say the only faction that's kind of having problems is uh, Explorers. And even they have botanists. But the problem is botanists are holding up the faction like Atlas. The entire faction. The world, yeah. <laughs> well, well, that and Double Masters. People are like, you know, the rest of the faction's kind of struggling, so we're going to bring Double Masters and botanists. <laughs> that's exactly, yeah. yeah, that's so sad. And But, but like, they're, they're really good. So. Yeah, they're the best mini in the game right now. Yeah. Hands down, they're the best minion in the game. Yeah, and so that's just a decision that I'm going to have to make. Kind of looking at a couple of questions people had from the tournament. So we answered a few of them already, but one question that I thought was interesting is um, one of the people asked that if you, which crew would you play if you could recapture how the game went? So if you could, um, basically, if you didn't think it was the right choice, what do you think could have played better into the matchups that we had? Cry 2, matchup 1 against Ed. Was there Instead ever of Cry 1. Was there ever a game, Chris, that you were like, hey, maybe I should try Yon Lo here? Uh, not not really, surprisingly. I enjoyed, I thought Cry was a good drop in every single game that I played. So I definitely, playing against Cody, I think that was the right choice. Um, the board had a lot of buildings, so if I brought something like Perdita into Turf War, normally Perdita is pretty good. But just the fact that with knowing how the board looked, it was going to be easy for Cody to hide models. So I just didn't have good shots. So that was kind of out of the question there. So I think Kaufman was the right choice uh, as far as that goes. And then uh, the second round, 
Honestly, with Break the Line, it's hard to not choose Nelly. Um, just Nelly in general is really good in Break the Line. Hmm. I just hate Nelly, so I'm not going to blare. Um, that's just me. I don't understand that hatred because that would have been an easy PC game. That being said, though, I, just, I, I don't like Nelly. I know, I know. That being said, uh, which version did John use again for Shenlong? The the teacher. The teacher, and you still put uh, LLC on models, or did you just choose not to? Uh, I only put Leadline Code on Dashel because Dashel's kind of hanging out in the middle. Gotcha, gotcha. It's like it's like Chen Long wasn't coming into that hate bubble, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's what I, no, because I I have I have seen that's what I was gonna say. By the way, I have seen people use. Uh, Leadline code as a trap for people oh, that yeah. have the uh, the up the update negating aura. They're like, oh no, I have this aura thingy that you can stop. Maybe you should come over here. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. And gotcha. Well, and that's kind of like using the executioner as bait to bring in those stupid charm orders. Also true. To be like, look, here's a summoned executioner. Do you want to kill it? And then kill the charm order. Yep. 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 Just mollywop him. Wham. <laughs> there's nothing it's so sad too because like everybody thinks that that executioners are not worth buying into a crew for some reason i always buy one they're so good they're just so damn well, amazing because i because you i think you always want one with dashel one because you one you want the option to score with it just in case people don't try to engage with it if for some reason you can't engage something right um but two I want one right away because one, that's drawing a card. Two, I'm killing something or getting into something turn one with all the mobility. Mm -hmm. And there are games where you don't draw 13s. So if you don't draw a 13, you're not summoning an execution. That is absolutely so horrible. True. Oh, shut I mean, up. Chris, there, Chris, <laughs> no, Chris, there was one game where I didn't, and this, that's the game that made me decide to always hire one because I was like, oh, I'll just summon them and I'll have two and it'll be great. But it was like through three turns, I didn't have a single 13. I was drawing cards, just couldn't find one in my hand. So I was summoning like riflemen and shit. <laughs> like, this is sad. Do you, I, by chance, sorry to interrupt. Do you by no, chance no, put a little code on that one? Um, I I do usually with Dashel 2. Okay. I don't always, I, I usually don't with uh, Dashel 1 because I'm, I'm like, I can just summon it back if it dies usually. But Pete, sometimes you don't get a thirteen. You're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Sorry, I had to say it. No, you're good. Oh, that's just so funny. No, but if I notice they're diving on the executioner, there's enough movement in my crew. I can kind of bring it back a little bit. True. True. I, if I need, to. he's not unkillable. God's monster. The only thing I would want is for that model to be martial. I mean, that being me said, they don't need more help. Let me ask you this, Dixon, because I was talking with uh, Maeve today about this. Mm -hmm. And Maeve made the observation of there's no reason guild shouldn't slam a guild mage into every list. What do you think about that? I 100% agree. I think something must be done about that model. Yeah, I agree 100%. But yeah. I mean, you know, we're just not going to do anything. There's a, well, there's only a couple of like honestly, Chris. You got to stop saying that, bro, because we know for a fact that they do that once a year, destroy factions. Chris does that. Chris does that because he's uh, trying to antagonize Weird into nerfing Pete stuff. I am um, absolutely <laughs> trying to antagonize Weird into doing something. Kind of like they need to did. do something. They're kinda not like, doing anything. Kind of like gotta... what we did about explorers. Wait it out until April. 
I know, but a whole year between... I mean, come on. You got to enjoy Explorers. Let Pete enjoy Gil. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, No, what I was going to say, though, is... I don't know. The Guild Mage, the only crew I'm like, I I need to slam it into is Perdita, just because she's ridiculous and you have so many discards. There's other games, though, where it seems like the only discard you have is on the Guild Mage. True. So, so I'm like, why am I bringing this stupid model if it's the only one discarding cards? I still think that you could always build a list around the guild mage working, and it will be doing a lot of fucking great things for you, regardless of. But you're right. Yeah, like, you have just, to find a I way. Think it, I think it's a crutch. I think just you don't need it. Okay. I think it's in a lot. There's there are certain situations like if I'm doing an executioner. And I juggernaut, I discard a card, I heal the card that I discard, and I heal what one, two, three, or one, two, four, whatever. Super it is. heal. This one yeah, so you heal like big basically you could heal from like dead to full pretty much in just one bonus action. Bada boom. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's just because the guild mage I think is what, seven point seven stones. So I just I think the insert there's just models that work better. Besides just like, oh, I need something to heal when I discard stuff and I need that to trigger. Because besides healing and removing one marker, it it doesn't do a lot. It just it's gonna heal you more. Whereas I feel like there's a lot of keywords where you can find a tech piece that synergizes better with your crew. Hmm. But like you said, if you want to build around it and you want all your list to fucking look the same and you wanna be like everybody else in the meta, go ahead and fucking use that stupid model. Well, hey. if everyone else in the meta is using the model, then something... There you go. It's going to yeah, have some kind of point to it. That, that is something Weird will address, because everybody does use it. Every guild player is like, oh yeah, slam a guild mage in there. I'm like, F that. You know, <laughs> I, I don't need it. It's like, it, you don't need it. It's it's almost a win more piece, or, you know, it's a, a security blanket for you to stay in your little bubble and not play aggressive and be a little bitches. It's fine. Oh, yeah, I agree. Everyone who uses guild mages regularly are little bitches. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's fucked up. <laughs> Every single person that lost playing Perdita is crying right now. Per- Perdita is the only Perdita one I will put it in. Because Perdita, you're going to be in that bubble anyways. So I actually don't begrudge Perdita players for doing that because it does the thing that Perdita's already doing. I think it fits beautifully in that crew, and it helps the crew just be really powerful yeah. and strong. I mean, you can say the ex- Other models, when you're building around that one model, right. it's like, okay, this is stupid. You can say the exact same thing about Dashiell. You can say the exact same thing about, like, I don't know, fucking Lady J. Like, there's, there's models that are going to be discarding cards for many reasons. In Lady yeah. J, you discard card to make Domodors into... Death Marshals and so on and so forth. You, sure. yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. I just like the guild has enough models that discard cards to do certain actions that I think it merits bringing it because it doesn't just do that passive ability. He also does other stuff that's really good for keywords. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, I understand that, but like I said, I think that you still have other things that synergize better with crews. It's just not going to benefit your discard bullshit it's just Hmm. it's a security blanket people can use it if they want i'm not putting it i'm not slamming it in all my crews i'll bring it once in a while it's fine i mean i just 
anytime that I feel like I'm locked into a list like that, where it's like, oh, I need to bring the guild mage, it's like, fuck that, I'm not going to bring it. Just fuck that model. <laughs> That's messed up. I, I'm Well, I'm kind of that way anyways. You know, when somebody tells me I have to play something a certain way, yeah. I naturally don't want to play it that way. Okay, then I'm just going to keep repeating it so you never play it. <laughs> okay, do it. Do it. <laughs> I, I might not even play. I might not. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm especially since I got that new Hannah model. Right. I'm, I think I'm 65% leaning outcast. Ooh. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. Don't play the, the one of the top factions. Play the other one of the top factions. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, such a it's tough like, choice. Do you, want, do you want 1A or 1B? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's so bad. So that's dumb. By the way, yeah. Plus that, that uh, new Parker box is coming out. I want to try that. I, I was gonna tell you something else because I think uh, you might have to try this out uh, at least one time, both of you. In the Malifaux World series, they decided for some ungodly reason to give uh, Hamlin uh, the ability to summon a rat king with uh, eleven actions and two focus. For some reason, they just thought this was a good idea. Wait, so you can't do what? No, 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 no. Okay, so Malifaux World Series, the committee that sure. does that for the Malifaux World Series in Basel, they decided, the rules committee decided that Hamlin should be allowed to summon a Rat King with 11 actions and two focus. Yeah, walk me through that. <laughs> so, first you summon 11, uh, 12 rats. Right. Then you activate Hamlin and you do the zero to right. do uh, sure. the actions for Tangle all together. Right. And what you do is you either stone or cheat to put focus and all of a sudden now you have focus on all the rats, right? Then you have one rat make the rat king. You put the rat king in the front and now that rat king has to resolve all 11 remaining actions from all the 11 remaining rats that didn't get to do their action. Oh. <laughs> I see. Yes. All right. I've played two games of that, test games, against somebody that was trying to break it as hard as they possibly could for the next uh, uh, Malifo, I mean, the MWS tournament that they're coming up with. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to help you through it because I really want you to break this so that they can change this stupid rule. Like, this yeah, is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. It is. And the thing is, like, we, we tried it out and at worst he kills one model that's the worst we fire uh we figure out he kills a, a nine point model that was the worst it, that that he did okay it was super What's the so, best that he did that's no no the best that he did he killed three models three models yeah that's pretty good yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's the best so something i do want to kind of mention just before we get into there's another good question i do want to kind of talk through with you guys but I also do want to try and encourage people to use Longshanks for tournaments. Um, Longshanks.org is a great tool that, I mean, honestly, it's really easy for you to keep track on your phone. You don't need to do, I, I mean, we did it paperless. We went green. So Rage Quit Wire is a green company that supports, you know, the environment. You just didn't and, feel like printing it out. Come on. <laughs> let the man. No, I'm green. I'm going green. Yeah, let the man choose and, his lies. That's fine. Nobody's going to judge him. Longshanks has the tiebreakers already built into it. It randomizes, it tracks tables. If we get more people using it, you can do familiar opponents where basically round one, it won't match people up that have 
basically you can choose three opponents that you play pretty frequently and be like, hey, these are my frequent opponents that I don't want to play round one because we're traveling together. And TOs can use that. So it's it's a I think it's smoother. I think that it it can be tweaked a little bit, especially to include when double masters are selected. But they've done a good job so far of just, you know, making it work for Malifaux where it's clean. Uh, people can observe the rounds as it's live. Um, so I encourage anybody that's not using that to run your tournaments. It's really good. Sounds I like it better than Bag of Jewels. I mean, <laughs> that goes without saying, right? <laughs> I mean, for me, I mean. Yeah. But it, it's just, it's easy. It's good. Good. Definitely use it more. So it also keeps track of statistics. So uh, like you can look at it right now. You can see who's best in. Uh, regions, countries, states, whatever. Um, it tells you factions. There's best in factions, uh, badges and stuff. So definitely cool information that you can uh, you can track as well. As long as people start using it more, we can actually get to a point where we can see, oh, it looks like 10 Thunders, are, their win percentage is higher. Or we can see this Master's win percentage is higher. So it's good for tracking data in general as well. Nice. Um, last question, well, not maybe the last, but the big question that I have left is, uh, this came from the same person, and I think it's interesting in tournament just to kind of talk about this uh, as far as your style, and Dixon definitely get in on this too, mm-hmm. but when you go into a game, um, are you more focusing on denial or scoring as many points as possible? So when you're playing your game, how are you kind of going through the ebb and flow of points being scored? Hmm. Oh, I mean, as much as I hate to admit it, like, like I go denial first, then score, which I think it's a mistake, but it just comes naturally to me. Sure. Yeah. That's. I, yeah, I do score. Sorry. I'm listening. What What was it? I was gonna say I do score and then denial. Yeah. 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 Hundred percent. You definitely do that. I. I. Whenever we play, you, you upload. You know, you upfront your points, and then all of a sudden, I'm stuck because I've been trying to deny you points and not scoring any of mine. I was like, well, this is a mistake. <laughs> yeah, I'm it's definitely, in, especially in a tournament, I try to be more aggressive and score. And then I try to kill off your ability to score. Right. And then hopefully at the end of the match, I just have more APs to deny you at the end. So most of my games actually end up, when I win, I end up only winning by two or three points. Hmm. Um, just because I'm usually more focused on getting all of my points or close to it as I can, and then trying to deny you at the end of the game. I mean, that is like, and I gotta say, I think that's the correct way to do it. I think, I mean, but, but that's what I'm saying. It's different for each player because if you lock somebody out and you score four and they score one or two, it's like, that's still a victory. Okay. That's, that's fair. And it has happened a lot to me that I. I do that, but like you have a lot of low score in closed games. That's exactly right. Whereas most of my games, it's somewhere five and higher usually. Yeah, no, like I that's the big issue is that I get many short, like very, very close games because I focus on what I you know, negation first, then try to score points. And yeah. and I I don't know. I wish uh it came naturally to me just go for the points first and then kill things. But it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I think uh, as far as that goes, that just comes down to play style. Um, I always, especially, so 
Dixon, I would say if you run in-person tournaments, I don't think your way is the best because depending on your opponent, you might not finish the game. No. So you want to load up your points early. No, no, I said your, like, like Chris's way, specifically the way that he does it. Yeah. Like, up, up, low, like up front, he scores his points fast, and then he dumps stuff on top of you and just kind of, like, fights the game while he's just, like, trying to score the yeah, last two if, points. Chris loves bogging a player down so he can yes. score his points, and then you're just wasting APs on stuff that doesn't matter. Yep. Um, I I guess I'm stuck here. (laughs) But I do recommend for players in real-life tournaments to score your points early because you can finish your game. Like, I finish most most of my games, but that's usually because I play pretty fast and I'm trying to kill stuff quick. But I'd say a lot of players don't get past turn four pretty frequently in, in real tournaments. Yeah. Which is super disappointing because that's two whole turns. You can't well, score. Well, Chris, when you play 13 to 20 models, you can, you know, play slow. It just happens. Uh, so sad. I mean, you're right, but that's so sad. Oh. Yeah, well, the good news is for Nova, it's two and a half hour round, so you should finish your match in two and a half hours. Oh, yeah, for sure. Still bad. If not, you need to pick. You need to pick it up. Let's go even on. with thirteen models, man. I know Urami's I, I know. activations. Like, there's no. I'm I mean, just giving you shit. You're all right. Yeah. I was. So, yeah. go ahead, Dixon. Oh no! Like me playing against him was like that, the first game. It took us. I think it was like three and a half hours to get to turn three. Yeah, that's just getting used to. Exactly. Though, right? That's exactly like the the difference between the first game and the second game was like an hour and a half. I think it was. Yeah, it was like an hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. It was something dumb. It was like wow, he, he like he shortened. I'm a lot faster. Yeah, because <laughs> he he shortened like the things that he needed. The first game he spent it. Okay, what do I absolutely need to do? And then I'm gonna worry about like adapting later. So he did yeah. that, and then the second game, I saw him more like, okay, do X, do Y, do Z, you know, just like knocking them off real quick. And then finally, when he got to stop and think, that's when he, he was eating up his clock. But by then, he had saved up like 15 and 20 minutes. Yeah, so, I mean, just like I said, try to get your points early in real-life tournaments. Um, yep. And just get used to playing your crew. That way you can play quick, so hopefully you can win. Because whether they're thinking about it or not, when you play efficiently with a crew, it does put pressure on your opponent to be like, whoa, they're already moving. I need to, you know, figure out what I'm doing. And And if they start slow playing, you're like, hey, come on. Let's go. Get your shit together. You're slow playing. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Any other thoughts about the tournament or just competitive play in general before we get up on out of here yeah one of the things that i noticed this last tournament is um keep an eye on schemes um if you have the gg2 booklet or the the cards put them out on the table and when your opponent declares one right on the card you know so and so's appointment you know or so and so opponent has declared this scratch off the top part that way you always know what that second part is because sure. a lot of times you will, you know, you're so brain dead by turn four, you're just thinking about your own stuff. You're not even thinking about countering that last point. That's so yep. true. Holy crap. Yeah. So I, yeah. that's just an in-person tournament. So that's just my recommendation. You know, just go yeah. ahead and put them out on the table. Dude, mental fatigue is a real fucking problem. Like a yep. Yeah, especially third, yeah, third rounds. Dixon, what about you? What about me? I don't know. You got anything you want to add? Parting <laughs> words. Parting words. All right. I love all our listeners. 
<laughs> no, it like in reality, no, I I really do, uh, and I played against a few of you. If my brain wasn't bush, where I keep messing up my names in the, in my head, like I would like call out. Next time, I'm gonna have to write them down. That being said, yeah. uh, the uh, the the vassal and the Discord server. Uh, I mean, I keep like getting more people interested into going in. Ask for game center too. Like that way you guys get, you know, to play against each other, not just in the Vassal server. Yeah, I talk shit on Vassal Vassal, but if y'all <laughs> want to get games, I'll allow it. Hell yeah. Yeah, I've been playing Vassal this past uh, couple weeks. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm enjoying it thoroughly. Yeah. yeah. It's the only way I can get games with my friend. Hell yeah. I mean you kicking my ass right. too. Like I'm I'm actually oh, you're playing Hamlin. I mean come Dixon, on. Dixon <laughs> sent me a message like Chris is getting pretty good with karate. <laughs> he's he's playing Hamlin. I mean come on. Hey, uh, hey, the the Hamlin one game gave you a run for your money. Like I almost came back from that. Yeah, absolutely. I agree one hundred percent. It's just it's still Hamlin. Yeah, I mean... it's, it's true, it's true. Maybe now with the super rat, maybe I have a chance. Murr. I don't think that super rat is how it's supposed to yeah, work. It clearly, <laughs> it clearly says on the uh, on the action a vermin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. The the thing that they're trying to claim is is all of the rats gain uh, the effect of. Dual no, no. Action. I know what they're trying yeah. to what they're trying to do is all the all the rats get the one, but it's it makes no it's sense still they all they replace. That's a big issue for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's that's just my problem. Well, I know that if you're looking to get tournaments for counting for Nova for that Masters event, um, I think it's until what the first week of, or no, I think it's the end of July. Is it end of July or early August that it's like the end of uh, July thirtieth is the last day you can submit games. Nice. Yeah, so if you're doing that, um, definitely get it in early. That way you can get counted, so that way you can hopefully qualify for the Masters. I think the way it's going to end up, they're going to send out invites, but I think they're going to have to accept people who don't qualify just to fill out the tournament, if you ask me. Oh, wow. Well, it's probably going to be something along the lines of they'll send out invites and require uh, RSVP. And if you don't well, RSVP saying, by a certain because time. Because yep. you have to think, people are going to qualify but not be able to go. So they're going to want to fill out those spots. So when they don't RSVP, they'll be like, cool, we'll send out invites to, you know, these other players and see if they can come. Because you're, you're going to want to fill that tournament out. So hmm. absolutely. It'll make sense. It makes sense to me anyways. Although they might not be able to do that because they have the, you know, the tournament right before the last chance qualifier, don't they? No. So it's the Masters first, and then the uh, championship is Saturday and Sunday. So the Open is Saturday and Sunday. So the Masters is Thursday, Friday. Gotcha. Oh, wow. Yep. So definitely do that. Once again, check out the YouTube channel. Uh, I'm uploading a video there that you should be able to see that tells you who won the sweet box. So that'll be exciting to get that person some loot. And then if we get to 1,000 subs, we'll do it again. That way we can give away free stuff again. So definitely keep sharing and subscribing. Um, it's starting to settle down a bit for me, so I should be able to do regular podcasts with Dixon and Chris and whoever else and also start putting out the uh, YouTube content as well. So hopefully yeah. that's, that's kind of settling. We should get a, a, the Bandit podcast, uh, that title podcast. We definitely should do that one. Yeah, that's going to be right. interesting. So yeah. I, And <laughs> yeah. 
I think that's Liam uh, definitely talking to him about it because he has some spicy uh, bandit tech. All right, I think until next time, fellas, we're going to call it good there. So uh, don't forget to flip your cards and flip your tables, and we'll talk to you all next time.